Welcome to the Ad Ideas Podcast. Hello, everyone. Today's episode, we are joined by Pumla Lamini, one of my inspiring leadership friends who has done quite phenomenal work, not just professionally, but also outside of her interest and her passion. Uh, welcome and thank you. How are you? <laughs> hi, Vandime. Thank you so much for having me and hi to your listeners. Yeah. Um, thank you for the opportunity for being able to contribute on your platform. Yeah. Thank you. We are so excited to learn about so much that is happening right now. Mm. You know, we are in a year of change, mm. 2024. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Happy New Year to you too. <laughs> uh, we are in a year of change and a lot of things that emerge now is what type of leadership do we need? What type of leadership do we want to see? Not just transforming the world of work or the transforming the world of opportunities. What would you say is the top thing that you are looking forward to in terms of leadership? I think leadership impact is leadership that is kind, is leadership that wants to share, that really has a heart for people. I think unfortunate enough, especially in my career path and also just with, with home and seeing how my parents, you know, also we're just contributing, you know, to leadership within being a steward and just an instrument to help effect change in their community. I think leadership that really is impactful is a leadership that is kind, a leadership that's sincere. They say each one teach one. And so if you climb up the ladder, you must look back and try and bring others up and do so authentically, do so with kindness, you know, and people believe in your, your leadership and your vision and they grow with you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And and you've talked about like influences. Mm. Know, who are the people or what are, what influences you to be inspired to lead or to be inspired to do a change that you want to do in your life? So I think, you know, I think there's a lot of purpose in leadership mm. and that, that purpose, you know, would normally stem from either experiences where maybe you've been led by someone who wasn't kind. And if you get the chance to to lead, you then choose to lead with kindness or maybe had a leadership that was very results driven, but not really people centric. And, you know, I've, I've been exposed to both. You know, I've had my fair share of managers or leaders who are very results driven, but not quite people inclined. When you draw from that experience, it's just to say that when you have the chance to I'd like to do it in a different way so I think the people that have sort of contributed to that ideology is just some of the, the people I look up to in the industry that I'm in I'm talking like very impactful women in, in corporate who will have the time to sit with you either with a coffee to just give their input on what their journey has been and you know it's just so impactful because they're doing great stuff already and if you see yourself as a woman of color and you're talking to a woman of color who embodies this leadership that you aspire for, I think, you know, without dropping any names, but just genuinely, you know, within this career trajectory, it's just women of impact and also just you know, the men who have come through and and lead with with, with people at heart. I mean, just yesterday on LinkedIn, I was looking at profile of a man, I believe his name is um, Tutuga Ngumalo, you know, from Swaziland. You know, he's just, he's leading up, you know, the operations of KFC. He was first heading up in Africa, now in the US. And then you just look at his journey, he talks about impacting people in an organization, but just impacting from from a place of heart, from a place of caring about the people. And he's garnered enough support because people believe in his leadership. And now he's just, he's making waves. So it's just, you know, when you see those sort of like those breadcrumbs, those trail of an impact that looks at people and just really nurtures a person. Yes, then you get the output. Yes, then you get the excellence, but at the heart of it is the people. Yeah. So I've been lucky enough to to been exposed to to leadership that that frames it that way. Just to borrow from your words, mm-hmm. how lifting people are along with you. You've now seen almost like a play for the past thirty years. I've also been reflecting about what thirty years of democracy means. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen almost a play of not rising, making people rise to the kind of prosperity that was promised to a dream that was promised mm-hmm. almost in nineteen ninety four. And we talk about the power dynamics shifting. Mm-hmm ever so slightly to uh, to people who need them the most yeah. and power not being shared with. Yeah. You know, what would you describe also your journey as well in relation to that? About you are also working towards yes. sharing that power now. Absolutely. Um, you've started something that is quite exciting yes. Yes. <laughs> about um, going back into the educational route. How, 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 how important is education in terms of inspiring the next generation? So you, you give me a lot of credit. I am in the process of starting, so... <laughs> I am on the journey of starting uh, this and, and, and what this is, is just basically a vehicle where I would 
like to be able to assist. It is my dream to assist from an educational point of view, my community, or at least, you know, give an impactful change in Swaziland where we can give tutoring support for kids in underprivileged communities to help them achieve the best that they can be in work and also just, you know, from a self-confidence point of view. Because sometimes you just find the break where a person can be very, very good, you know, writing the exam, writing the paper, passing, but not being able to also sell themselves. So just that mix of supporting from an educational standpoint, but also supporting just from a holistic point of view. And where this is coming from is that through my company where I work, I joined an, um, an organization called FLY, and FLY is basically fun learning for youth. And what this is, is where on Saturdays, um, we'll have a group of tutors allotted to each grade on a rotational basis. We go in on a Saturday, so you apportion three hours in your day from about nine in the morning till 12 p.m. and you teach math. You, you, you teach math, you'll choose the grade that you're teaching. So we currently have maths and LO on offer. We have, you know, a few tutor numbers, so we're trying to gain more, but it's just, it's just that giving back. It's young professionals all working who are doing this of their own volition and their free time and free will with the hope of wanting to give back, who put some time aside on the weekends and we tutor these kids. And now just also to see the way with which they grasp the concepts better. You know, if you have someone who teaches it differently or someone who will take the time to see that you're not quite getting it because your logic for it is wrong. And then after class, we can sit with it. And, you know, it's refreshing to see that when they get the concepts, they have that, ah, you know, that light bulb (laughs) moment. Exactly. So I think being part of that, it ignited in me um, a desire to want to do the same in my country. Of course, you know, as far as scales go, it'll be small scale because this is something that is really in its infancy stages. It is a concept at the moment I'm starting. I've already put feelers out to try and get it going. I'm excited for the journey. And I think while I still do the work that I'm doing with Fly, this will be my second year with them. I am growing with my group because I started with grade eight and so I'm going to grade nine. I'm just excited for the learnings, how I can then conceptualize and really put into a framework something that I hope to impactfully, you know, start in Swaziland and I'm I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, life skills are so understated, especially when you're in school. You know, the important life skills of self-talk, um, seeing yourself in the, in the frame of success. It's always like mind-boggling because I remember the, the, the disconnect when I went into varsity. You know, you get that cultural shock, like, okay, mm-hmm. life is now different. <laughs> How, you know, like, it's so, that those phases of learning are so mm-hmm. critical because not only do we, want about what we want to achieve after i say high school what do you want people or the kids to learn and to master in terms of those life skills that you are imbuing on them yeah as you ask me this question i'm just thinking about you know some of the kids who we've just recently gotten our matric results yeah while there's some kids who have done very very well there were some kids that went alive to see their results Mm. you know so Sometimes it's just, it's, 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 it's that sort of thing that you get to learn in life skills, those to equip you that, you know, sometimes a life will be different and life will change in front of you. I can just only imagine the kids who were friends with these individuals who either over the holiday had a freak accident, can't now see their results. Now you're registering to go to varsity and you have to be of a certain state of mind to tackle the year. But how do you tackle the year when you're feeling so broken? It's, it's, it's in life skills where, and we were just funny enough having this discussion with some friends and tutors that to say in as much as life skill isn't something that you really get accredited for in varsity but it, it doesn't underplay the value of it it's a safe space where you you can get to interact with kids things that they're probably not comfortable to talk about at home or not comfortable to talk about with an adult even an adult maybe who's an aunt or an uncle that they can confide in but now they can have a space in the classroom or in any sort of community forum where among peers, they can discuss about their social challenges and they can do it in an area where there's no judgment. And so in those moments, they can share horroring stories like this or or know or maybe even hear of stories like this so that they can understand that these things happen, what sort of avenues you can use to heal if you do need it. Like I've mentioned, you know, grief, because these things are happening and outside of school and outside of, you know, trying to pass your maths or your physics or your science to get into varsity, there's this life element that we we cannot help but look at because life stares you in the face and what can you do? So it's just, I think, you know, that life skill element, you know, being able to, yes, while we are helping the kids, you know, attain their goals and have a brighter future. It's just also important to equip, equip them for life. Mm. Mm. Looking at grief, uh, how is your relationship? Why do you think grief could be a value add? Because 
I mean, death is part of life. Yeah. You know, it's unavoidable. Yeah. At some point, yeah. you've all lost a loved one. Yeah. You know, how do you learn from grief? What are the go-to pivotal journeys that inspired you to emerge stronger from that? Yeah, so so grief. Yeah, <laughs> very heavy. Yeah. I forget which movie they say this is like grief, my old friend, or darkness, my old friend. But it just you know feels like a synonym. You know, like you say, you know, grief is a part of life. For me, in my personal journey of grief, I've just come to learn that grief teaches you that there's a balance to life. Mm. It's a very hard lesson to learn, but you learn that there's a balance to life. Just like how you know the sun has its chance to rise and the moon has its chance to you know bring you know to bring about darkness, as it were, you know, rules over the night somewhat. But there just needs to be a balance for this. And I guess from my personal you know journey of growth is I've learned that resilience has to be the answer that you have to grief. Grief will come at you as a flood. But you have to have resilience for it. And I guess the best example that I can draw on, actually the two examples, because they really impacted and changed my view of grief. So I had tried to attempt my CFA. That was my doing my third attempt um, in November of 2021. I was meant to write. So this is the 19th of November. Um, and, you know, I had experienced the harrowing loss of my mom on the 2nd of November. So literally just two weeks before. And when I tell you that I had this very militant study routine for six months where you know if i'm working you know i'll work throughout the day and then at night i'll go and i'll do a gym session between um, half past five to about seven from half past seven till nine till ten every day i'm studying it's during the week on a saturday i'll have six hours so had a very militant routine preparing for this day and two weeks before that you know air was knocked out of my lungs just you know everything that seemed that was my plan just completely went out of sync and I, I had to go through that and and I remember thinking to myself I'm, I'm not going to defer it I'm going to continue with it but you know I just I was studying in tears you know how 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 do you prepare for that you know mm -hmm. it's the last thing I ever thought would happen when I started that year and you know had my goals you know ready for the year so I wasn't sure what grief what I was supposed to learn. I didn't know what the value add was of grief at the time. Mm. Fast forward to two years later, last year, um, you know, my, 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 my dad was battling cancer and, you know, it was another blow again. You know, you start the year feeling like, okay, you're going to put all your effort into what you've planned and you're going to give everything you can for, you know, you've got your last parent to just, you know, everything that you ever do is for them, for him, to make him proud and also to make sure that you attain your goals. And I'll never forget this moment where I had a really great opportunity at work to um, chair a forum on a topic of interest that I'm that's really near and dear to me about sustainability. And I, I mean, thought leaders in, in, in this area, you know, were, were called upon and asked to, to contribute to the forum and it was a great turnaround. And so three months worth of work that was put toward this was just finessed down to like, you know, mic check, everything was just, you know, every presentation good. And then 19 minutes, literally one nine minutes before going live, you know, lights, camera, action, get a message on my phone, you know, um, my, my dad's in ICU and all his vitals have completely shut down. Sure. And um, I had 19 minutes where I gave myself five minutes to cry as much as I could in the bathroom, mm -hmm. compose myself go out there, do the one, the last checks, mic checks, and then give about a very, very good forum. And it, it went well, it was excellent. And then right after that, I was on a flight going to see my dad, you know, so it's just, I didn't know what journey grief would give me. Mm -hmm. But in the quiet time of the festive and just reflecting, reflecting on just this very close series of loss, um, my brother also, you know, having my eldest brother having heart failure on the 6th of September, 2022. So it's like year after year, you're having this loss. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm sure many people can um, um, identify with this. I mean, we come from COVID. You know, yeah. people were losing, you know, loved ones left, right and center, you mm -hmm. know. And so, but how do you continue? You know, so grief makes you realize that there's a part of life that needs to be tenacious, that needs mm -hmm. to be resilient. And you, you can't learn this except to go through it. And, and in it, you have to just remember that you know while there is grief life is also beautiful so let's live with what we can and where you can make an impactful change do it don't waste the day don't waste the year don't waste the time if there's something in your heart if there's something that you hope to do do it put your full back into it and and it will work out somehow it will yeah and, and how has that like almost engaged your self-talk 
yeah. how you view yourself yeah. as well in, in, in the world of change. How, how is that relationship been like in, the, in this sequence of events? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, you, you go through life not knowing that you're going to have that loss yeah. so close. Mm. And, you know, and this, that was something that I really feared. You know, I, I'm, I'm a very, you know, family oriented person. Like, I really, really love family, you know. And so when all of that changed, I was just like, you know, what I knew that, you know, what life was about, what centered me is just given way right beneath me. So what has changed, or at least what I've learned from that is the worst that I ever thought would happen has happened. Mm -hmm. And so because the worst has happened, all I can be is live with my full self. Mm -hmm. Anything that I'm scared of has happened. I've, 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 I've lost the people that I love and the ones that I have, you know, my siblings, I'm going to, we're going to love with all that I have and, and appreciate the moments every time. Mm. And so it's given me an appreciation for time. It's given me an appreciation for life. It's given me an appreciation for legacy. Mm. Um, it's given me an appreciation for the, the moments that culminated to big memories. Mm. Um, I just, I just have a newfound respect for, I could say, life and just resilience, really, um, and bravery. Mm. Having the courage to do, to do what you, what you hope to do with, with conviction. Mm. I feel like almost the grief has given me purpose to live, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. A willingness to A live. willingness to yeah. live. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think also in part of the willingness is the journey of remembering the legacy, as you said, like building on what has been left behind. Yeah. Uh, what are the, some of the legacies that you are inspired to live up to yeah. or at least build up? So... Um, my parents have had a very big influence on me because for all my life I've watched them. Mm. Um, I've watched the work that they've done. I've watched how they impact their community. And so what, as a legacy that I would love to be able to propagate is just to continue in that vein. Uh, my brother has been saying off late that he is his father's son and he's about his father's business. And so I am also of the same sentiment that you know, I am my mother's child and I'm of my mother's business. My mother was someone who would, you know, create parties for orphans every end of the year for Christmas because, mm -hmm. I mean, orphans have got no one. So mm -hmm. I remember, you know, my earliest um, memories of that would be between high school time, even, you know, during varsity when I'd go home for, for holidays, she she would have these parties and it's like, you know, we, we, we're, we're in the kitchen, we're catering, we're, you know, you're, you're interacting with the other women in the community who have come through to, to give their time and their hands to contribute to such events, you know, caring for the, the community, for, for the children, you know, that don't have parents and just if any donor aid that comes through, she would be someone who would also just want to be able to call and say, guys, here's jerseys for the winter. You know, she was just always doing that kind of work. I'm being very heavily supported by my dad as well. Mm -hmm. So I think, and this is where my 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 desire, my hope, and my plan to have this impactful educational um, um, change that I'd hope to do through this tutoring initiative that I'm hoping to bring about mm -hmm. is just to continue in that legacy. You know, mm -hmm. to give back, mm -hmm. to to have a positive impact, because you know, truly, the the children. Um, our future for tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Wow, what a beautiful, yeah. what a beautiful encapsulation of a legacy. And I think now it's hard to now step into leadership. I mean, you've been fortunate to, like, for example, as you say, in, despite the, the the calamity around mm -hmm. the events mm -hmm. or the timing of the opportunity, mm -hmm. you've been fortunate to be presented with an opportunity to lead. Yeah. Looking at back, like when you were involved, when you were coming up into the ladder <laughs> how does that reality feel do you feel like when you invited you knew it's like i want to be a leader i want to be this i want to do that or how has that transformation worked <laughs> yeah um i definitely you know especially like when you're when you're like a young person like in high school you have big plans for yourself in yeah. varsity you're like i'm doing it you know mm. Hey, but at some point, varsity was just like too much. I was just like, I'm just trying to get through yeah. this degree. <laughs> <Money>. <laughs> <laughs> get this money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I've, I've always relished the opportunity to be a leader, not knowing how I would get there. If I'm being very honest with you, I didn't know how I would get there. I didn't know the plan ahead of me. I just had, all I had was just the purpose. I always, all I had was the desire for it because I see the purpose in it. Mm. And like I say, you know, being modeled by the people that I've seen right in front of me as I grew my parents, mm. it's just something that I felt like, you know, should I have the opportunity, 
I'll put my full my, my, my full force into it. And and like you say, I mean, just having been um, afforded an opportunity in leadership, I think I just would like to be able to execute it with, with, with heart, really, and with kindness. I think the most impactful, like I say, the most impactful leadership is the one that is people-centric, that is kind, and that, you know, yes, we are trying to collectively achieve the goal, but can we collectively achieve the goal with the thoughtfulness that there are people behind who are rallying us to this goal? There is no leader without the people. True. Leadership is null and void if there's no people behind it to back you or, you know, there's people that you can work with. So I just, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the journey and I didn't know I would get here, but, you know, taking every opportunity that I can to do whatever I'm given, do the best of my ability with and then just, you know, just do it with conviction, mm. not half acid really. You know, you then start to stand out. You get mm. to stand out to be seen as a person who has the potential to lead. You, you, you're seen as someone who people can partner with because they actually want to see you grow. Mm. And I think it's, it's just being, like I say, those little breadcrumbs where you can see the example or you've had leaders that have impacted you in that way. You then start to emulate your own voice in it that if I should be a leader, this is how I would approach it. This is how I would do it. And I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity to do that now. And how, what would you say to your younger self who was in varsity asking those questions, but how am I going to lead? <laughs> I'd say we're doing okay. I, I, I would say to my younger self, but listen, yeah. don't, don't, don't stress about how it would work out. Mm. Don't stress about, you know, what steps you have to take. Just, just release yourself and be open to the opportunity. If it comes, it will come because you will get to do it. You, mm. you have the gift for it. And mm. surely if you have and, and you're partnered with the right people, mm. you know, they, they will bring that out in you. So, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and part, of, uh, part of, of leadership as well as you say, not just having the people willing towards the goal is the impact. Yes. The impact. Yeah. What impact are you excited to um, lead towards or to have people rallying towards? An impact of changing mm. the lives of young people. Mm. I think that would be my overarching one besides career trajectory, besides, you know, anything else, but just at the very bare minimum of it, I think at the most granular level, the kind of impact from leadership that I would love to leave behind is one where you can look back and see the impact among the lives. Mm. But I specifically have a heart for impacting young black females. You mm. know, I think... And it's not to say that, you know, the young man doesn't need support. He definitely does. Mm. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of complications, you know, especially for, you know, a young girl coming up, your body's changing. You're also trying to understand, you know, life and you're trying to navigate things. So, And then again, I guess being a black female myself, I think I would understand and be more patient with the journey of a young black child, a young black girl. Mm. And I'd love to be able to, you know, like we say, each one teach one. As you go up the ladder, you look back, you, you, you bring them up the ladder with you. And so that's, that's my heart and yet that would be my focus in the long term mm -hmm. to impact the young females out there mm -hmm. yeah, in a way that I can with whatever experience they, I can share with them that they can learn from mm -hmm. and in whatever way that, that we can to, for them to have a better future. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. excited about that impact. So am I. <laughs> um, I think now just switching gears a bit about growth. Part of change is growth, yes. you know, in as much as it's quite painful to yeah. grow. What would you advise people who you want to growing into different stages of their own life what are the key key lessons and what are the tips and the tricks that you unlock for them i think just always be open to to learning mm. and i know sometimes that sounds very open-ended but sometimes very great and deep concepts can be only summarized in that way you mm. really just have to be open to learning if you don't know put up your hand and say i don't know mm. it takes humility for you to learn mm. and you can never say that you know everything mm. because especially we're living in an ever-changing fast-paced environment there's like discoveries happening extraterrestrial there's like rockets being you know set AI up to space yeah. ai is here <laughs> so there's just so much yeah. that's changing mm. you can never really say that you know it all mm. so if you're just humble enough to learn and just also just being able to know that if some things are outside of your hands, you just, you have to just learn how to go with the flow and see 
what works for you. Mm. You know, it makes me think about a very simple prayer that my dad used to like, which is to say, give me the courage to change the things that I can and, you know, the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Then the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. Like, should I, I should be able to know the difference of what I can change. And if I can change it, let me have the courage, let me have the bravery to affect that change. Mm. And where if I cannot change anything and it's outside of my hands, give me the serenity to accept it. Mm. And so... And then also just the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. Yeah, It's been, I think I've known you like in, in the shortest amount of time that I've yes. met you, actually, like <laughs> two years, I think. Yeah. Still, this is the second year. This yeah. is the second yeah. year, yeah. Um, I remember our first conversation, I think we were at a certain coffee spot. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, wow, you have such a powerful presence. Like mm. you had a powerful presence. It's like memorable. Okay, this person has a voice. Like, the voice is very there yeah. um how did you come to master that that presence sure that's a very powerful question yeah that's a very very powerful question um i think the best way i can answer it is to say you know failure will humble you yeah <laughs> and you know you know when you get to that point of humility you're just like actually if i can ask for help let me ask for help mm. And let me also not be afraid to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying to turn a failure around, you need to be able to be that humble and that willing to work. And so if I can give example for it. So in grade four, so this example actually underscores my passion for what it is I want to start doing in terms of, and this is why I'm also involved in flag. Mm-hmm. So in grade four, um, I failed grade four because in Swazi system, if you fail, if you pass everything, but fail English and maths, mm-hmm. you repeat the grade. Or even if you pass everything, including English, but fail maths, you fail the grade. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, got to that four, grade four point, um, didn't do well in my maths. There was a consensus for me to go to grade five. But I remember on the first day that I started grade five, the headmistress came to me and she's like, you know, you're in grade five. Do you think that you deserve to be in grade five? And she, imagine asking a kid, sure. yeah, I'm uh, 10 years old. I'm just like, okay, deserve. Um, well, I guess I, I don't. She's like, oh, okay. So um, would you go back to grade four and I was like well I mean I guess and so I went back to grade four and it was just I'm sure you can imagine as a child mm-hmm. I'm just like oh my yeah, gosh demoralized you know and so then yeah. I had to go for extra lessons for yeah. the subject that I had you know done so poorly in in maths and I met this tutor and um, she was like the 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 maths teacher for the higher grades so mm-hmm. from about grade six grade seven um her name was Mrs. Dekov I can never forget Mrs. Dekov a Bulgarian teacher her family moved from Bulgaria they went to Swaziland and she would she would teach these 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 math classes after school. And when I would learn in in her presence, I started to realize that you know math actually isn't that hard. I just need someone who's patient enough to teach me the concepts and, and who she, understands and it. who understands that and who can teach it in a way for my young mind to understand it. Mm. And so having gone through that failure and having to go through that mindset so young to just really understand that, look, this is for me. I'm trying to change it and I'm going to put as much effort as I can. I cut down on my sports, went for more of the lessons. And then within two months, I turned an average of 43% in match to 78. They were happy to promote me to grade five. So within that same term, I then ended the term having gone back to the grade, grade five that I, you know, had been demoted from. And, you know, the story goes that I've, I've always been an A student since. And, and that's why I actually did a Bachelor of Science in Applied Math all the way. To, so I just I ended up having a love for it. Mm-hmm. But it was that failure that changed. It changed a lot in my young mind. Mm-hmm. I never, ever held back from saying, I, I, I don't understand this. Yeah. Um, because you go into a class and a teacher will say, you know, do you have questions? And I would have the questions because I just said to myself that, you know, I'm not trying to fail again. Yeah. I'm not trying to go through <laughs> that again. Feeling. And all the feeling, <laughs> yeah. you know. And yeah. so then it. It then, well, the byproduct of that was me being vocal. Yeah. The byproduct was me being able to challenge and ask questions on a concept. Mm-hmm. Because if I really am trying to understand it, and if you ask me, you know, if you open the floor for questions, I'm going to ask you questions because I'm not trying to fail this. Yeah. So then I just, I think that's where I learned. It, 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 it empowered me to ask questions. Mm-hmm. It empowered me not to be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. It empowered me to say, look, I don't get this. Please, please teach me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just... It changed a lot for me. That was my growth. And that was 
that I think is also just like the, the fine thread in my giving back, in my being involved in Fly and in what I'm hoping to achieve, the legacy. It also ties into legacy. Mm. So it, it just feels like a full circle moment and just a, a real opportunity that I'm just very humble to just, you know, to really, really do. And I'm excited about actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I really hope to. On that journey. Thank yeah. you. And I really <laughs> hope to end the year having started something. I know you're going to be my accountability partner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited yeah. for the journey. Yeah. It's going to so, be a good year. So what are the milestones which are setting up for, for this year, right? So mm. you say it accountability number one yes. kindness yes impact yes what else do you want to measure yourself come the end of the year come happy new year <laughs> yeah i i i i mm. want to have less procrastination i'm very intentional about having less procrastination and to be less to to procrastinate less you have to be intentional about doing work so and your time and your time yeah. exactly mm. so so i that's that's another thing that i'm looking forward to end the year off on a note of no procrastination mm. just you know close your eyes, go into it and get help where necessary because it's only when you start to think and you put your hand up and say, look, I need help. You'd be so surprised the people who would rally behind you, yeah. you know, especially because if you're doing something that's so meaningful and people have already started that journey, you can have learnings from them. You can have, you know, just, you know, a wisdom. Those who have gone the path before can show you how to navigate it better. So mentors, mentors. Yeah, so I'm um, definitely, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, a leadership with impact and kindness, but definitely one that's also proactive. Mm-hmm. So less procrastination, really accountable and just, you know, going in there and just going in for the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a cash 22, what are you learning about this year? I'm learning to listen more. Yeah. I'm learning to listen more. And how is that going? Look, I mean, I can talk anyone's hair <laughs> off at any point in time. So it's, it's, it's been a real growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm learning to listen more. Mm. And the more that I am listening, I learn to listen also to the things that are not said. Mm. So listening to body language, mm. listening to changing energy. If someone comes into the room, how am I feeling? Mm. So I'm listening more, listening to myself, listening to what is being said or what's not being said. Like I'm listening. And I am learning also to reflect as well, reflect on what I feel, reflect on what has been said or reflect on what hasn't been said, reflect on the purpose of what's being said. So I'm just, I'm learning to listen and my listening is a listening in layers. Um, And it really is allowing me to grow because you can't quite be an effective leader if you're not listening. Yeah. Yeah. You can't quite be an impactful leader if you're not listening with discernment Mm. because a person would say a thing but then the way they use their time or the way their body language is you know presented is very different to what they say Mm. if you can hear that that's when you start to capture that impact of of leading with a kindness that Mm. can really actually shock people and allow them to give more of themselves to you because you have noticed a thing that they couldn't say so i'm 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 learning Mm. i'm learning to listen that's a powerful lesson. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, 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 last year I was also on a kindness journey of being kinder to myself, you know, mm. in the aftermath of, I think, also losing my mom well, mm. this year. It's got like a third year mm. anniversary and also like coming from a lot of change mm. uh, in my life. I was like, well, no one's going to be kinder to you than you are to yourself. Yeah. You know, no one's going to tell you the truth true. about how you, how you should view yourself. That's you know, true. At the end of the day, people just move on (laughs) but no one leaves back and it's like what was done taking stock of what is the room saying as you're saying listening is intention Mm. so also based with more listening and more impact (laughs) i'm looking forward to the yeah yeah i'm looking forward so what are the top of trends i mean that's this year we've started off with davos so a lot of leaders went to davos and forum situations happening earlier last year well towards the close of last year we also Mm. had the clp conferences yes yes, um, yes what are the emerging trends that you are picking up that leaders should be listening more to i think there's there, there really is a shift that's happening and I, yeah. I i'm not sure if it's because of times i I, sh- I should think it is it is it is the times but there's a lot of shift that's happening politically yes you know um you know emerging markets are now becoming geopolitically, geopolitically mm-hmm. um you know so there's just a lot of shift and i think i think you know this th- there's a voice that the people are having, which I think is a voice that says, 
we want growth and we want it now. Mm. And sometimes, you know, you have leaders who probably don't have vision that don't mm. execute it properly. I mean, we've seen it with, with some political parties who we are now starting to, you know, doubt, Question. especially <laughs> in a time where we, we want to vote. Uh. And then you also just see this attractiveness for emerging markets. So the world is now looking to emerging markets. You know, you talk about COP, you know, um, sustainability is now gaining more of a voice, sustainability with substance, you know, that's impactful, you know, to impactfully grow communities and economies at a sustainable rate because we're also trying to be mindful of the environment. Mm. We're trying to be mindful of, I mean, look at all this global warming that's happening, you know, with, with temperature rising and talking icebergs are melting and just all this change and, and just emissions on high, emissions on high mm. you know, so companies now have to be very mindful. They, they're actually being held accountable mm. for their emissions as well. And so these forums such as Corp, you know, the sustainability, you know, um, focus that is coming to the fore mm. now and also like we talk about, you know, these, you know, political and just also geopolitical changes and shifts. It looks like the Times needs leaders mm. who are who are results driven, but also, you know, listening, listening mm. to what's happening, listening to the people on the ground and also listening to the Times, how they're changing. Mm. And I think as we all go through this change, even even as you listen to the person, that person is learning from you and listening to you on how you're accepting what they're saying. So I think if that respect and that reciprocity comes about, leaders will be more impactful to listen better, to impact more change. And the people who that they are impacting change because they see how they're accepting the listening and the learnings, they would want to work more with leaders. So I think definitely kindness, kindness to the environment, a kindness to the people and just a kindness in general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for that. Because I think, would you describe, like, for example, in this critical year of change and crucial year of a lot of things happening, would you say we have a leadership deficit? Or do you feel that we have more leaders who are ready to, to listen more and do more? I think it's a mixed bag. We do have leaders who are making change uh, in a sense where if we now think about private companies that are working with government mm. to make change in their areas, you know, I mean, we think of Discovery, I think it was last year, Discovery, trying to uh, get on a drive where for the, the clients who they insure their cars for who always complain about, you know, like potholes and all of this. And, mm. you know, they, they, they are now having a voice for saying, look, let's, how can we be of assistance? We can apportion some money if necessary. Just let's let's pave the roads. You 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 talk of what's happening, you know, with ESCOM and load shedding. Private companies are now banding together to have a discussion about green energy, you know, and and just you know seeing how they can be uh, of assistance in, in in that discussion in 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 that forum. So I think um, it is a mixed bag. We are having a lot of leadership, especially from the private sector, that are identifying the problem for what it is, being available to be the solution for it, and putting themselves out to be there, give voice to that solution. And then, you know, you, you have some likes in, in government that I guess, you know, are doing okay. But I mean, you, you're dealing with a failing, or at least not encouraging security or police system. Do you, you still have these low incarceration rates, especially for GBV or or you can ever be it's just shocked you know mm. we be shocked about you know who passed away and who died and these mm. people never get brought to book mm. you know we're still dealing it's with the things about UKs do you understand mm. have we even started looking into what happened to AKA no, do you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's just those little things to say you know you have these emblems where leadership is actually doing well in the kind of work that they're partnering with to say look we see a problem mm. we're offering ourselves to be part of the solution use us mm. and then you've got other wings where it's just like hey it's, it's another day in the office mm. you know we're not going to make any change it's it's a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in, in that absence, what's filling up your cup right now? Being the change that I can be where mm. I am. Yeah. It fills my cup to be able to help where I can. Mm. And I think what fills my cup even more is just seeing other people do the same. Yeah. In their own way. Mm. The kind of work that's being done like yourselves where mm. there's a platform where young individuals can come together and share ideas. Yeah. Where other people are just looking to give more sort of like impactful growth. I mean, I know there's these sort of like idea generation hubs where especially create creatives come together. And um, the one that I can think of that comes to mind is just, you know, what's what's happening back home in Swaziland. I mean, I recently have come about to see where there's just these sort of 
groups where people come about this you know they, they'll have an event they'll have like a thrifting shop or artists come together to share ideas on either whether it's just you know clothing style music or just a, a space where they can as artists share ideas so it's just just that sort of change where young people are, are not just sticking to the narrative oh i'm going to study get a job and just you know make money for myself there's a there's another drive of just saying we want to do more we want to be more we are not just one thing one thing <laughs> yeah. we're multifaceted and mm. we want to be able to express that in the time that we have and in our passions as well and if we can have more people do the same we don't know this this could actually just start being the, the change that we need mm. the change that we need because we've got a lot of young people that have got great ideas and great passions and great voices mm. um and they don't only just have to end in a corporate space or in in a nine to five there's more that can be done outside of that so i think that actually fills my cup to just see how these things are coming about i have always just wondered like how young corporate women are experiencing corporate mm. how is your experience in that <laughs> How is corporate for you? <laughs> hey, corporate, I think everyone's um, everyone's feeling about corporate is that, you know, corporate makes sure to get its pound of flesh. Mm. But I think while that has been my experience in my career like, journey, I think now I'm in a place where, yes, they do want the output, they care about the person. Mm. So my corporate tone, I think, has changed. At first it was, you know, output-driven, get your pound of flesh. You know, you rest on the weekend and you're back on the ground. But I think because now I am doing something that I, I quite love and it's a passion for me, you know, sustainability is something where I think just, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I can just say as Africans, you know, we've always just been mindful of our environments. We've always had a, a sensitivity, yeah. yes, yes, mm -hmm. a sensitivity for you know, our families, you know, it's, it's, it's in the little things where, you know, you, you, you hear a person's surname and you, you'll know their clan names. Mm -hmm. Just that respect and that acknowledgement of family bloodlines so or family and, you know, just sustainability in a sense where you always think of giving back. You're always thinking of, yes, I'm doing this, but then who will it benefit? So how far is the coin going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and also, how, how can we keep this coin among our community? Exactly. Intergenerational, Intergenerational wealth. Intergenerational wealth, <laughs> do you understand? Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a very interesting shift, mm. which I think is just always going to keep one excited. And, and the more we can equip ourselves, if by studying mm. further, if by making more impactful relationships, mm. that hopefully, you know, we can actually see this thing come to life and just be passed down where kids can see what has been left behind by having, you know, a sustainable impact in our environment and they can continue to carry the baton and run forward. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think like preparing that reality, that shift that mm. you said like that, because I remember when I started working, <laughs> I, there was a big disconnect because yeah. <laughs> mm. I was thinking to yeah. myself, sure, I'm walking into this world of work yeah. and you see lesser people like you up yes. the chain. Yes. You know, yes. there's, you can say you, that you, again. you feel very invisible. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, you feel lost in the sea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and after like maybe your career hopping and yes. I don't know, job hopping and house hopping what would you say are the key things that you'd advise people who are going to that reality of corporate going to that reality of work and you how, how would you better prepare them for that it's definitely going to be a shift yeah and it really needs a mindset shift mm. and i say mindset shift because in either like your, your your varsity curriculum or calendar you know you're going to have a semester break going to corporate you're not going to, you <laughs> only have your leave days <laughs> That you that you've accumulated, so you know you use them wisely. Use them very wisely because you're not having a break. It's not going to be a semester. You can't break. go on a sabbatical. You cannot go on two weeks. You have to work for that two weeks. So that for me was like a real shift. I won't lie yeah. to you. And even but the one that we having semester break, you're like, oh, by the way, I'm working now. There's none of that. <laughs> so exactly <laughs> nine to five. So um, yeah, it's just it's a mindset shift. Mm. I don't even know if you can even do enough research to prepare for it. Really, no, yeah. um, adjusting expectations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's it, you definitely have to adjust your expectations. Yeah. That's for one. But just a mindset shift of understanding that now, okay, it's a different ball game. It's a different structure, mm. different principles. It, this is how it works. And and as I go through it, and as I try to understand myself in it, because you definitely have to give yourself time to understand yourself in the mm. journey for you to be able to create. I say you create a brand at work. Everybody does, yeah. whether you whether you you think about it or not. You do create a brand, mm. and your brand. I feel if you're going to try and make a brand that you are hoping to outlive you, and by 
by outliving you, meaning that you, you have know, a career from it. You have a career from it, but mm. also mm. you get noticed enough where you get spoken about in rooms where you're not there. Mm. So if you have a brand that is just very simple, you're going to be on time for work. Whatever work that you have to do, you do it with the best of your ability. You do not half-ass it. My motto has always been, and it's something that I've borrowed from the Bible, which says, you know, you must work as unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to work as unto the Lord, you're not going to do a half job. Mm -hmm. You're going to come at it with all that you have. Mm -hmm. And so if you can do that, of course, making sure you don't burn out because burnout really is a thing. Yeah. It's very real. So it's, it's, it's finding that balance that works for you where you're trying to give excellent output. So you're working hard because you are trying to build this brand. You do need to have your name spoken about in rooms or at tables where you cannot sit, yeah. right? But then would propel you on your career. But it's because of this brand that mm. gets you noticed, that remembers that, oh, Bandide, in these meetings where you cannot speak for yourself, where there's mm. opportunities for growth, where there's even financial opportunities for, yeah. for, for change, that you are front and center because you've just stuck to doing the simple things consistently. And you, you're doing it with excellence. Mm. That is the only thing. I think it was Obama who said it. Didn't he say? He said, you know, if you want to get work done, give it to the one who shows up. The yeah. one who will always just keep doing the best that they can. That that person is someone who people high up will always remember. And they will always remember to speak about you in rooms where you cannot be. So I mm. think that would be my advice. Just it's a mindset shift. And whatever you get to do, do it well. Do it consistently. And just show up all the time. You cannot be the person who will choose. Yes, you can take advantage of your sick days. So yes, okay, you may choose to call in sick, but at what cost? Mm. What's it going to do to your brand? Mm. You have to really, you have to almost have an entrepreneurial mindship as you go into it to be like, this is how I want to be, be perceived. This is how I want to be remembered. And this is my brand. So with every, any little thing that I do, I'm going to do it and I'm going to shoot the lights off the roof. Yeah. 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 Do you believe that leaders are born or made or is it both? I think leaders can be born and they can be made. Mm. But I think, you know, the, I think the leaders that uh, really make the change that, you know, leaves other people inspired mm. are those who, who are born. Yeah. <laughs> because I think, I think, I think, then this is just my personal belief. Mm. We are here for a time. So if you can just think about probably like maybe you, you'll bear with me. I'm going to be very geeky yes, about yes, it. Yes. In the time continuum, if you ever you think about like history and what, you know, we're hoping to achieve in the years to come, we have a specific time that we are in, that we are living in. As a generation. As too. a generation. Mm. And so you can only make as much change that you can within that time. Mm. And so where within that time you have leaders who are gifted, they don't have to be taught to go forward and make change. Mm. You know, we think about the young people who um, went on a protest, you know, during apartheid times, which is why we now have June 16. Mm. You didn't have to teach those kids any leadership. They, they were gifted they with mm. it and they led with such a bravery, mm. you know, and that, that was them in the time, mm. in the time continuum where they made an impactful change. Mm. Leaders who are gifted, I feel make an impactful change. And of course there are leaders that are trained that make impactful change as well. But there's just something about those that are gifted. Mm. There's something about those that live an indelible mark, mm. and um, it really makes one want to aspire to mm. do more. Yeah. Who are the leaders now that you're looking forward to to learning from this year? Because I think we we place a lot of pressures on leaders, right? Mm. Everyone we always expect mm. leaders to do so much. Mm. Um, what do you think? Are, what are your leaders that you're looking up to? Are teaching you about leadership as well. So I may not give names. Yeah. I may not give names to the like most corporate people. Yeah. Um, because I sometimes like the alternative. Yeah. So or non-positional. Yes, because this this person isn't quite a leader, but she's she's leading in in some things that impact the women in her industry. I mean, I'm sure you've seen recently, you know, Taraji P. Hansen yes. came out and was talking about, you know, how you know, in her industry, it's just like sometimes you, you, you want to be valued for what you are, but you just don't get valued. And then it it, it it discourages your gift. It discourages, you know, because outside of your gift, you still have to live. And if you're not going to be compensated in a way that, that speaks to the value, the value of the years that you've put into your craft, it's just, I, I think leaders like her that speak out, you know, and says, look, you know, it, it may be a glitz and glam thing, but my goodness, there's life after this. And I, I'm just telling you guys from a human point of view this is what's going on you know you look at Abokat Williams that have come with 
Hey, fire. Fire. But you know, it's just, it's people who are, who are unmasking things that we think are just glossy. Mm. That we think it's like, wow, you know, I'd like to get there. But they show you the human element mm. and they're not afraid to do so. Mm. You know, yes, you can talk about your Warren Buffett. You can talk maybe even about your Vusi Tembeguayos, which actually are doing, you know, very impactful, having, having impactful conversations that need to be had at, at round tables that affect us as people mm. of color. Those are, of course, you know, impactful people. Um, that are, that are leading a trajectory that's very, very necessary. Mm. But, you know, you also have these little pockets where there's, there's, there's talks about things that we thought were, were gate-kept and looked really good from the outside. Mm. But when they talk about what they're actually experiencing, it's like, wow, mm. I didn't realize that was happening. You had a voice to say it. So, and that for me, that's a leader. Mm. That's a leader, you know, and it's just, you're, 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 you're not afraid to, to, to unmask and show the truth of behind the thing. Those are, and like I said, I mean, I wouldn't be giving you corporate examples. I do have, yeah. you know, just, you know, people, but it's just, these are the ones that are standing out to me right now. Mm. Yeah. I just, I can't help but marvel. Yeah, yeah, what are you also unmasking in that process as well? What you guys to talk is important. It is talk, you <laughs> Hey, to talk is very important. Of course, not to talk for the sake of. Yeah. Talk with an aim, talk with a purpose mm. and, and let it be structured so it can land. But the talking is very important. Mm. No one will know the struggle that you're going through unless you speak up about it. And you would be so surprised the people who would rally behind you. And also just from, you actually would be teaching without realizing that you're teaching just mm. by talking. Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, I mean, it, it, for as long as it has a purpose and an aim, not that you're talking for the sake of talking, yeah. for as long as it has a purpose and an aim and can affect change, then please, by all means, talk. We're, like I said, I mean, we're really living in very interesting times. There's a lot of shifts happening. And so also being able to talk is just you're basically unmasking. Everything that was hidden now comes to the fore. And then you could actually be helped by people who are touched by your story. And then that can change your destiny forever. Yeah. Thank you so much. Cool. And um, I think that's it for today. Yay. I mean, from this conversation, what are you picking up or taking with you going forward? Just in closing. We all have something to learn from each other. Yeah. And we are all intellectual. Mm. A person who, um, I don't know, that a person maybe who's like very astute in very hard or traditionally hard things, like maybe you think of like a computer science or, you know, finance, all of that, is no different than a person who's making change, either in psychology or in thankless jobs like community service. Everyone has an intellect and everyone has something that they can share. We are all intellectual beings. I mean, for the fact that we are we are spiritual bodies in an earth suit, which is what Dr. Miles Monroe, um, rest his soul, shared in one of his sermons. He basically said that for your time on this earth to have impact, you need to realize that you're a spiritual person in an earth suit allowing you to live here but that spiritual element of you needs to be sharpened and honed to know your gifts so you can know what sort of purpose you have and so that when you live out in your purpose you will make an impactful change for that so that you know you can leave a legacy behind and it it, it really moved me because you know it got me thinking that you know it's in the small things we don't realize when we sleep we dream that's a spiritual thing even as i'm talking to you right now I'm talking, but you can't see the words come out of my mouth, but you can hear them. Mm -hmm. That is spiritual. You can be able to see. Yes, you know, science will explain to you that, okay, light, light goes through the retina <laughs> and then it flips yeah. in the back end and then the optic nerve takes it to the brain and then you see things and I don't know what part sees and it, black and white, what part sees it, like everything's upside down. Okay, you know, but at the end of the day, we can see. Yeah. And 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 it's, 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 and, and, and it's what we see, which we remember, which somehow we take into our subconscious place mm -hmm. in our dreams where we can say oh I saw so and so uh, maybe an aunt or, 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 or a friend you know in a dream and it's just we actually are such spiritual beings and we don't realize it so spirituality has an intellect and so we can all learn from one another even if it's like the most clever person like Einstein or the most the most basic kind of giving back like Mother Teresa everybody within that value chain with the most you know high IQ or maybe not so high IQ, everyone has an impact mm. that they can give because there's an intellect in them and because they're spiritual and, you know, everyone's a spiritual being who has an intellect, we can learn from each other. And so I think that's the one thing that I can, you can never discount someone. Mm. You can never discount someone. Yeah, everyone has a place. And if you find your purpose, you will be more impactful and you leave the place, you will leave the world a better place. Mm.
thank you. Yeah. I, I can't add or subtract anything <laughs> that has been said, done, sealed, delivered. Nice. Thank you so much for. Thank you. And to our listeners as well, thank you so much for tuning in and following the podcast. And please, by all means, buy us coffee. Yes. And <laughs> thank <laughs> and you very so much. And get more inspiring conversations. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank man. you for having oh. me. I look forward to the the good work you're doing here, and I'm I'm a fan of your podcast as well. So <laughs> I'm also looking forward to more of the the content you have to give out. All right. Thank you. Thank and you. That's it. That's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank oh. you.